Hey, hey, what's going on, my bro? It's Athea Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you so much for listening. And man, oh man, do we ever have a treat today as we sit down with my buddy, Zan Spencer. Now, uh, Zan Spencer is doing some big time things in the outdoor space. And you might be thinking, Sathya, what the heck are you talking about? Why are we uh, bringing in somebody from the outdoor space? But let me just explain a, a little bit about how this works. One of the things that we teach people in our uh, recovery program is the importance of having outlets. And the top three ranking outlets uh, typically are, you know, um, something that is uh, artistic or expressive, you know, like music, dancing, you know, whatever. Uh, The second is something that is like athletic and, you know, more physical. And almost without the shadow of a doubt, the third most prevalent outlet is is getting in the outdoors, whether it's going for a walk, camping, hiking, fishing, hunting, whatever it might be. And so I brought Zan on to give a little bit of inspiration to those of you who are maybe like me and don't get outdoors a lot, or, or to those of you who do get outdoors a lot, we talk a little bit just about the value of being gods in creation, why this is so important. And to put some context, like Zan has a company that is about to create a partnership with um, with Duck Di- the guys from Duck Dynasty and Willie Robertson. And so it, it's pretty incredible what they're doing. And um, there's, there's a lot of attention that they're going to start drawing. And I managed to scoop them up here before things really explode for them. So uh, I know you're going to enjoy this interview. And I just want to challenge you, even if you're not an outdoors guy like myself, uh, this interview was especially for you, um, but if you're you know, super into outdoor stuff, I think there's some cool content here that you guys are going to find really valuable. So without further ado, let's jump in. Here is my interview with Zan Spencer. So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives, and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. All right, well, I'm here with Zan Spencer, founder of Live Outfitters, and uh, you and I have been getting to know each other for a while now. Yeah. Uh, we're rolling in the King's Brotherhood and, uh, you know, building uh, businesses together, you know, trying to extend the kingdom of God together. And it's a real treat to have you here, man. So thanks for being on the show. Man, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, we were actually just talking before we hit record. So Zan is your first name, short for Alexander, which is your middle name. <laughs> Justin's you. actually your first name. And you're reminding me of my wife. My wife is, uh, Shalom is what she goes by, but Shalom is actually her middle name. Got uh, it. Noah's her first name. And nobody, nobody knows her first name other than like, Probably two yeah. people in her family, and now everybody on this podcast, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, funny. like it's that's funny, man. I didn't know that about you, so that's, I already learned something new, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah, I don't know. My parents just ditched Justin and Alexander and said we're going to call you Zan. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And those, fair those enough. things stick, don't they? They definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you have this company called Live Outfitters, and yeah. I think I think if people saw the brand from the outside, it, it looks like you know an outdoor brand, and you guys are doing some. Uh, really cool things on some really amazing products for people who want to get into the outdoors or obviously who do get in the outdoors, whether it's for sport or recreation. But I thought before we got into some of the details of that, we could just talk a little bit about why you guys have started this company and why the outdoors is so meaningful to you. Absolutely. Uh, so, well, let me, yeah, let me share a kind of a personal story. Um, so when I was younger, I I grew up 
you know, in the outdoors with my, my, my dad and uh, uh, my uncle and my grandfather and, and getting out there, whether it was fishing or going hunting or something like that. Um, I, I started hunting when I was, uh, and when I say hunting, I actually like shooting the gun, not just going along with my family, but actually like, participating in the hunt. Uh, when mm-hmm. I was about 12 years old, uh, my son, Cullen, he's 11 now. He's been going with me hunting since he was five. But uh, this uh, last year was his first year to really start hunting with his own gun and being with me. Um, but, uh, that was just something that we, we did growing up. I grew up in Mississippi, uh, in a little town called Indianola. Uh, they claim it as the catfish capital of the world. Um, <laughs> my, uh, my, my backyard was, uh, hundreds of acres of soybeans, but we didn't own any of it. Uh, we actually grew up, um, I, w- I would say below middle, middle, uh, income. I mean, we were, we were pretty down there, but, uh, but, uh, anyway, so that was some of our form of entertainment and just getting out into the outdoors and having fun. And, um, and uh, all that changed uh, when I was uh, when I was uh, let's see here probably about fourteen years old or so. My um, my parents were having issues and they ended up uh, getting a divorce. And uh, and for for probably about three years, I didn't see my dad, which was really oh. yeah. It, it, I, when I think back about it, it 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 I'm like baffled about that. Um, but uh, it came out of nowhere because my my dad grew up as an actual as a a Christian loving man and father going, you know, going to church and like taking care of his family and, and, uh, over the course of, uh, I guess their marriage and just, uh, getting older, he, uh, made some, some choices that the exact, you know, weren't that great. And, uh, believe it or not, uh, a man of 35 years old who had never, uh, touched a drug in his life, uh, never even drank, uh, became a drug addict almost overnight. Whoa. And, um, yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, and so for a while there, I didn't see my dad, and which meant I didn't get out into the outdoors. Uh, it just wasn't something I was really pulling myself, to, you know, at that young of an age to do. Now, my my grandfather, my uncle did take me out occasionally, and I'm so grateful for those men in my life. Super important. Um, but I missed out on really those experiences that I had growing up from ages, let's just say, 14 to to 25, maybe somewhere somewhere in that age um and so anyways i just as i got older and i had my my first child which is uh cullen he's my son he just turned 11 in uh in november of of this year uh when we first had him i uh i don't know i had this like i felt this like calling in my heart saying you you need to get back in the outdoors so you can take him with you because when i think back to when i was younger those are some of the most like some of the best memories I had growing up. Like I just, I felt so loved and I felt so special. And like when we would go out on the Mississippi river and we were going, you know, catfishing or fishing and we would go camping on the sandbars and not just me and the guys, but also the wives and the kids. And we would camp out and we would, what we would catch, we would have a big fish fry and we would cook out and we'd play cards and like all these things just like started flooding back to me when I had my son. I was like, I want to do that too. But, uh, uh, and, but it'd been like a decade since I'd been out into the outdoors. So I was like, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I know what to do, but like, I guess I just got to like put one foot forward and like just like, get out there again. And so that, that was, that was what started getting me back into the outdoors. Um, and, uh, and as I started getting back into the outdoors, I took my son fishing with me for the first time when he was three years old, he actually caught his first fish by himself when he was three years old. Let's and he was go. like, hooked. I mean, it was like hook, line and sinker. He's like, I'm good. Let's go every day. I don't care if you work or not. Let's go fishing. And I was, I was so, so we, that was something that we had a lot of fun doing together. Um, but, uh, 
it, it uh, it, so yeah, so that just kind of developed. And and what what really started pulling me into the outdoors beyond just every now and then was I would walk into like uh, Bass Pro Shops, or I'd walk into Cabela's, or I'd walk into a local mom and pops. Uh, fishing tackle store or whatever, and I would buy that fishing lure or, or I'd buy that rod and reel or I would buy that tent or whatever it was. And now that I bought those items, I felt compelled to to go and use them. So that yeah. pulled me into the outdoors. And so I was, uh, you know, by the grace of, of God, like getting as I, I've started businesses over the last 15 years, but none that have, I really felt like, like, uh, like, fulfilling God's pur- purpose in my life. Again, I've always wondered like, 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 what am I going to, you know, what does God want me to do? And so this was the first business that I've ever started, which again, we just launched last month. I mean, we were barely a month in, um, but this is the first business I've ever, and I can confidently say that I felt God pulling me to to start and to, 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 to turn it into something, something special. And so Live yeah. Outfitters is the first ever live shopping channel for the outdoors world. And the way I like to explain it is like, it's like a QVC uh, meets Bass Pro Shops, which I, I don't know. Are you familiar with QVC? Do you, do you know what that is? QVC I've heard of. We have Bass Pro Shop here. So definitely yeah. familiar with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're in Canada. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's actually, there is the, there's an equivalent to QVC in Canada. I think it's called TCN or something like that. That sounds um, familiar. Or TSE? Is it TSE maybe? TSC I maybe. I forget. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I've only stumbled upon it a couple of times. But, uh, but, but anyway. So that that's what Live Outfitters is. So, so we go yeah. live um, a couple of times a week. Uh, we work with some amazing vendors. Uh, we take their outdoor related products, gear, apparel, and we show it and demonstrate it live in real time. Uh, we try to do it in the environment those products are meant to be used in the best we can. Uh, and then I went while, while the viewers are watching live in real time, they can ask us questions. We can answer their questions in real time so that when they decide to purchase that product, they, they feel confident in their decision. Uh, and, uh, they purchase those items and then we, you know, we have it shipped out to them. And, and our goal is that by them buying these products, that they're going to use them to get out into God's creation. Yeah. And so that's, that's the focus behind live outfitters. That's really cool, man. And I mean, I think you're downplaying what you're doing a little bit, you know, you're a month in, but uh, I know you're talking with the Duck Dynasty guys and getting ready to do some work with Willie Robertson and those guys. Like it's, uh, it's incredible work and obviously there's a huge need for it. I, I have to circle back. There's some parts of your story I want to ask you more about in, okay. um, we didn't even talk about this in, in kind of the, the pre-conversation, but nope. <clears throat> you mentioned your dad developing an addiction and the impact that had on you personally, just his oh, yeah. absence. And I guess I'm just curious because now you're a father, uh, what has it been like for, and I don't know, I don't know where things are at with your dad these days, but I'm just curious what it's been like stepping into fatherhood, knowing the impact your dad had on you positively as a kid, you know, introducing you to hunting and all that, but also his absence when he did uh, downward spiral into an addiction, how has that flavored the way that you've led your family and fathered your own kids? Um, whew, that's a, that's a, that's a, a good question. Um, so my, my dad has, has since passed away. Um, it, uh, it happened, um, all of a sudden, uh, he was riding his motorcycle one day, uh, 18 year old girl, not paying attention, just pulled right in front of him. And, and that was, that was it. Um, <sighs> I do have to say though, by that time that happened, he had been um, addicted to, he started out with uh, just like, you know, a little bit of drinking, but then it went straight into cocaine, ecstasy and, and crack. He became a crack addict. Like this is like, you wouldn't like, if you could 
picture like kind of like a model man and then immediately going to a crack addict like that's what happened like it's it's the craziest thing um and uh and so it was a big change and a shock to our, our family uh and um and so he, but but i ha- i have to say that uh after years of being in and out of drug rehabs uh, i've seen my dad um stabbed beaten uh he's been flatlined multiple times like these uh, as a kid growing up like seeing these things i've I've had a physical altercation with my dad before. Like, uh, it's just a, it was literally like, like if you could ever say this was like a 180 degree change, like th- that, that was, that's what it was. It was, I can't even explain it to you, but, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, by the time that he did pass away, he had come back to Christ. Christ had renewed his relationship, uh, with, wow. uh, uh, he had, he had re- renewed his relationship with Christ and my relationship with my dad was better than it had ever been previously before yeah so i we had about three years where we were just literally talking every day every single day we would talk um and then we would try to get together as much as possible because i'm in north carolina he was in mississippi but we got together fairly often and um he just totally recommitted his life to christ and christ brought him through his addiction and allowed him to be able to renew his relationship with 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 all of us um and uh that was that was such a blessing in my life because I needed that. And yeah. I, I needed to, to I, I needed, I needed him back in my life. Uh, even uh, when he passed away, I was, uh, um, well, he came back into my life around age 27 or so, but, um, but it, it, it was, it was truly a blessing. So, so that, that helped me out tremendously. Um, but uh, I guess seeing him go through all of the things that he did, number one, without the man being in the household, my mom was raising myself and my sister, uh, that, um, there was definitely some re- rebellious years, um, on my end, because there wasn't a man in the household that, that held me accountable. Um, and so I was kind of the man of the house, but I didn't know what that meant. You know what I mean? My dad was pretty much out of my life when I was 12 years old. And so I uh, definitely became rebellious. I made some very bad choices. I got into drugs myself, um, mm. and, uh, got into, uh, uh, stealing and breaking in cars and things like that. And, Wow. Uh, made some bad choices. And, and then uh, as I renewed my relationship with Christ and as I be, became um, uh, uh, a husband and then a father, uh, of course, I, I transitioned uh, very quickly. Out of, as a matter of fact, uh, when I was 22 years old, that's when I, I cut everything off. Like I, I stopped uh, getting drunk. I haven't been drunk since I was 22. I'm, I'm 40 now. Um, I quit doing drugs, um, I uh, all those things. And uh, I began uh, renewing myself my relationship with Christ. And then, uh, and through that, it just, uh, it allowed me to, to become the, a better husband and better father. Now, with yeah. that said, I've made plenty of mistakes for sure. <laughs> sure. And, and I'm, uh, I'm constantly getting better. Um, and I'm so grateful for, uh, the King's brotherhood, which, you know, Sadie, you mentioned earlier, uh, that's been, um, a huge proponent in my life of renewing my relationship with, uh, the, the spirit and, uh, and just guiding me and helping me become a better father and, uh, and a better husband. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the transparency. And I think, um, you know, I mean, on this podcast, we're all very familiar with the dynamics of addiction, you know, and that when it exists in your father's life, especially, um, it's really hard to, uh, to escape it yourself. And at the same time, you know, that's why a lot of our guys are trying to quit pornography and those kinds of things. They don't want to pass it on and they want to be better role models. And it's cool that you're able to do that for your kids. You know, like you went through your phase, but it was before you were having kids and, um, 
they get a really different experience of their dad as a result. So it's, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. amazing, man. Um, I want to ask you about just the outdoors. And um, my question to you is why, is, why is being outdoors so highly connected to masculinity? Uh, because I, I think that we just inherently know, like we know King David like killed a bear in a line with his bare hands. And there's something about that that just makes David like this epic dude. Obviously, <laughs> like he did so many things that were epic, right? Yeah. But like sure. as soon as as soon as like I hear your kid is catching a fish when he's three years old, like we just yeah. know like that's legit. Like there's something there's something <laughs> to be said about that uh, about a boy becoming a man and doing those things outdoors. Why, why do you think there is such a such a connection? Because I think if a girl does that, you're like, man, that's a that's a badass chick, you know? Like that's cool. <laughs> but I think for guys, like there's something that I just feel like it's it's inherent. There's something about it where we kind of know like that activity outdoors and being successful there. Um, there, it, it's somehow linked to like our, our, our masculinity and what, I, I don't know what, why is that? It's a good question, man. I, I don't know if I have a direct answer. Um, one thing I will share with you that is pretty interesting is that, uh, the actual fastest growing, uh, sector of the outdoors world is women. Uh, they're not the largest, okay. but they're the fastest growing, which is really interesting. And actually, they're taking a pretty large chunk of that pie now, which is – Oh, nice. Okay. I'm wrong about that one then. Okay, no, no, fair. no. It's just uh, – it's really interesting, the dynamics. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but I just thought I'd share it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I I would say that – I don't know about uh, – I mean, I would guess it would be because when you're out in, in – I'm going to say instead of nature or the outdoors, which I use those all the time, but, but I'm going to say creation. Yeah. When you're in creation – you're connected with the creator. You're able to see like the, the, the beauty that is around you. And, and when you're out there, I mean, if, especially if you're like deer hunting, I mean, you could be sitting there for hours. <laughs> if you're not yeah. on your, if you're not on your phone and you're paying attention, yeah. uh, that gives you a chance to be able to really connect. I mean, you can use that time for prayer. Uh, you can use that time for just reflection and thought. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's something. And, and when you, when you take the time to really look around, like the more and more I'm out in creation, the more that I realize that there has to be a designer behind this. Everything's mm -hmm. created the exact same. I mean, yes, it's a, it's a little different, but everything is made to reproduce. I mean, the seed and the, the components of a seed that turns into a mighty oak and, and, or a pine tree or a plant or whatever is, is all based around this exact same, exact same thing. It's, it, it's a design. And so, yeah. Uh, you know, I think back to, um, you know, why did God, uh, when he created us, why did he put us in a garden? I mean, why did, why did he put us outside? Why not go and make us a super sweet house or something and, and, and go ahead and <laughs> give us a place to stay? Like, right. uh, there's the lessons of hard work and there's, you know, uh, of, of, you know, uh, of, um, uh, just enjoying what he created for us. I, you know, when you get out there, you have, you have that chance to be able just to see what was created for us. And so I, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is that, 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 um, relates to us as a man, but I would say that it connects us closer to our father and our father made us to be, a, to be a man, a man after his own image. And so I would say it just brings you closer to God. And because of that, you, you become more of, of that man he wanted you to be. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, now you, you mentioned you have a couple of kids. Remind, remind me now, how many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, so Cullen, uh, he's 11. He just turned 11, uh, last month in November and okay, my nice. daughter, uh, Marin, uh, she is, um, six years old or the way, if you ask her, she's six and a half. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know Very those important. half years. Yeah. Those half years count. Super, man. super important. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. so with, the, uh, sorry, is it just those two kids? 
yeah, just so, so uh, there is those two kids. Um, but my so my wife and I, we were foster parents for for three years. Okay, uh, we as we were growing our businesses back then, which different businesses. Um, we I don't know. We our church would every year have um the Agape of North Carolina, which is a fostering agency. Uh, would come and speak, and we would raise money for that agency to support the people who are you know their their work in that in that mission. And um, we just felt it call on her heart first it was tugging on my wife's heart and then all of a sudden i'm feeling the same tug and i'm like okay like let's do it what does that even mean but let's let's mm-hmm. figure it out and so we took about a year uh you can go at your own pace and we kind of went at a slower pace uh it just had a lot going on their businesses and and so mm-hmm. we 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 um we became a foster parent and uh we went from having one kid one child to five in in one day Oh my uh, gosh! Yeah, and, and and now don't get me wrong; they weren't all like staying for long periods of time. Yeah, but over the course of three years, we had several kids in and out of our home. Uh, one, uh, one, one, one uh, child of our well, you know, foster child of ours, uh, Dominic, which his name is now Andrew. He was with us for two years, and he ended up um, being adopted by some friends of ours, and it's just oh, wow. like the the perfect match. Um, and then our daughter Marin, uh, we actually adopted her through foster care. Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. Dude, that is um, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But so, so we have two, two kiddos. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool, man. So yeah. what I wanted to ask you is when you're, so, you know, you mentioned like, you know, teaching your son to fish and hunting, you know, camping, whatever it might be with him. And obviously there's, there's the skill set in of itself, you know, like your kid learns how to build a fire. He learns oh, yeah. how to fish, right? He learns what yeah. hunting, you know, what all the different rifles are for and what you use it for which animal hunting and you know all that kind of different stuff i don't I'll, clearly i don't know what i'm talking about i'm sure that's very obvious but um you're doing good you're doing good <laughs> but i guess my question is you know what is the what are like are, are there are there values or character qualities that that are kind of underneath these skill sets that you're hoping your kids learn as they go like you mentioned like if you're deer hunting you know, that can mean hours at a time where you're really not doing much. Fishing can obviously be like that as well, depending on what kind of fishing sure. you're doing. Um, so there's, you know, you could argue like they're learning how to be persistent De- or how to be patient or, you know, Persistence, whatever. Persistence, patience, yeah. de- delayed gratification. Right, um, yeah. The, uh, there's something really special, uh, especially like as a child or even as an adult, when you're able to go out there and you catch a fish or you shoot a deer or a duck or whatever, and then... Uh, especially when you know when it's a child, but you take that that animal and then you you cook it together, and yes. then you eat it together, and then like there's there's something really really special about that, um, and so yeah, there's a lot of great. I mean, learning how to cook. I mean, seriously, that's True. like right now my son can literally he could go in the backyard and this stuff, some people are going to be like, Oh, this is gross. But he could literally go in the backyard, shoot a squirrel, skin it. And then come in. He's 11. He can do, he's been doing this since he was nine. He can come in. He can literally cook the squirrel and, and, and eat it all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, amazing. He, yeah. Yeah. So he, um, yeah, which by the way, if you've never had squirrel before, don't knock it before you try it. It actually tastes just like, a, it's like a rabbit. It's like a, a dark meat chicken. Like literally there's no difference. So yeah. And it's organic. Okay. So how about that? There you go. There you go. Yeah, no preservatives. <laughs> no preservatives at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. And then what's the faith element of all this? Like I think, you know, we referenced them earlier because you're you're connecting with them, but the Duck Dynasty guys are obviously sure. the pinnacle example of people who have sort of integrated being in creation, entrepreneurship, and faith, you know, and, mm-hmm. and did it in a really 
unapologetic and uh, I mean very entertaining way. Obviously, they built kind of a, a legacy because of it. Um, what do you what do you think your kids learn about Jesus and creation? And you know what what do you think they learn about that in the process of getting outdoors? Wow, such a good question. Um, and you know, you said, first of all, you said the word legacy, and uh, our tagline for Live Outfitters is to awaken your outdoor legacy. Wow. And what that means is, I believe everyone's called to to be out in creation. And and I, I want to make sure I clear the table right now. It doesn't matter how big or small. I don't care if you don't like to hunt. I don't care if you don't like to fish. If you want to go out and just get a kayak and go go kayak in your local pond. That's great. That's fantastic. That gives you a chance to be in creation, to see what God has created and to connect with him. So don't think that you have to be into all those things to get out and enjoy creation. If you like putting on some boots and going hiking, that's fantastic. Like we're all for that. Um, yeah. And so, and, and so that that's what it means. Like we want you just to get in the outdoors, whether it's just yourself or with your family, with your wife, with your kids, with your friends and create something that you can pass down from generation to generation. And the value of that is that um, when you're out in the outdoors, uh, think about it for a minute. Let's just say, Cynthia, you and I, we we lived close to each other, which we don't. But I'm saying, let's just say that we do. We're like, hey man, let's let's go for a hike. And you're like, I, I I don't really do any hiking. No, let's just let's just throw on some boots and let's just go like look up a trail. You can use the app, like uh, there's an app called like uh, Trail Life, I think, or, or, tra- or Trails or something like that. Look up some local trails. Sure. Let's just go for a walk. If we're going to go for a walk together, we're going to be out there for, you know, one, two, three, four hours. Like there's a good chance that we're going to have some great conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so yeah. topics just naturally come up. So when you're out there, I mean, yes, if you're hunting, there's not so much of in that moment when you're sitting in the stand because you got to be quiet. You got to be still. But think about waking up early together and then mm-hmm. you're up early and you're you're making coffee and maybe your son is young and he doesn't drink coffee, but he has a few sips of coffee with you, which this is what my son will do. And then we're in the car and we're driving for a little while and we're talking and we're just, you know, you know, just excited about the day. And then when the hunt's over, we're talking about that. Maybe we got something, maybe we didn't. Or maybe we're going camping and we're just out there just just enjoying being out in creation. And so when you're when you're out there and you're doing these things, naturally conversations just pop up. Like you just start talking about things and it could be that your son or your, and, and I keep saying son, cause I'm talking about my, but my, my daughter who's six, she's been begging me the last three six days. Like, yeah, six, sorry, six and a half. Yeah, you're right. You're right. She's been begging me like, please like, take me fishing, take me fishing. I'm like, I'm going to take you fishing. I just, things are crazy right now. We're going to go fishing very soon. Um, but she also wants to get into the outdoors and do camping and all that. She wants to go hunting, all those things. And so, oh, cool. yeah. And so, uh, it just, I, I guess the, the answer to that question is just when you get, your kids um, or your wife or your friends out in connection, uh, out into creation, out into the outdoors, you're going to build a better connection. You're going to solidify your relationship. You're going to, they're going to ask questions. Uh, you're going to, you know, ask some questions. You're going to bring up topics and you can kind of steer the conversation because there's no outside influence. Like when you're mm-hmm. out in creation, uh, you know, like you know, keep your phone on you for emergencies for sure. If you need to Google something because you don't know how to build a fire, dude, I, I learned by YouTube University, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like, remind me to tell you a story in just a second. My family and I lived on a catamaran and sailed the Atlantic Ocean for a year. Oh, dope. Yeah. I will definitely ask you more about that. Yeah. I'll tell yeah. you about that in a second. Um, but, uh, but the point is, is like, 
when you're out there, there's no distractions. There's nothing just right. pulling your attention away from them or their attention away from you. Um, they're not worrying about uh, being around other kids their age and trying to impress them or not being who they are. They have a chance to be who they are, who you are, without outside influences, outside distractions. And so because of yeah. that, you're going you're gonna to have some beautiful conversations that you won't have any other, uh, you know, potentially any other way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I really find myself, um, and I'm sure you can resonate with this as well, like as the business grows and, you know, we're, we're just starting a family now, like my son's, you know, eight right. weeks older. He's actually two months today, I think, at the time. Wow, recording. okay. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so yes. Cool. So a lot more stressors, a lot more potential for, I would say, diverted attention, you know, and then obviously there's cell phones and just all the things that, you know, are yeah. there in general. And I find myself craving those spaces where I am undistracted more and more. And I've made a lot of changes to my schedule. I would say I've probably been more focused the last few months than ever before, which has been really good. Um, but admittedly, I do not feel more focused than when I'm outside. Um, it's cold here now, but especially when I'm like barefoot and I'm walking through the grass or that like just there is something about being in creation that is incredibly settling for the nervous system, mm -hmm. really helpful to just like process things, kind of get a clear mind. And some of my favorite memories with my friends are like going camping, going for a hike. And it's just like you said, it's actually not the activity itself. It's just that environment is so conducive to having these more transparent conversations and it doesn't feel like hoking and prodding. It's just some, for some reason when we're moving our bodies and we start talking, you naturally just kind of start to open up and the conversation just flows so organically to those more deeper and meaningful places. So I really resonate with what you're 100%. saying. I think that I've really experienced a lot of that. What would you say to somebody uh, like myself who is, you know, I'm more or less a city guy. I like my modern day conveniences. <laughs> sure. I, I didn't grow up outdoors. You know, my parents weren't campers and dad wasn't a hunter, anything like that. Um, what would you recommend to somebody like that who maybe is saying like, okay, I, I see what you're saying. You know, there's some value here and I would love to, you know, build that skill set a little bit, but even just the idea of getting outside and being undistracted is amazing. Um, for someone like me who maybe, you know, I'm walking regularly and that kind of stuff. But if I did want to take things a little bit more to the next level, how do you recommend somebody get started? Such a good question. I mean, you know, I would say just, you know, what is it? So you, you said, so you identified one thing that you enjoy, you enjoy walking, right? You mm -hmm. enjoy getting out and just walking. So why not just take it to the next level and just uh, once a week or once a month, just shift that walking location into somewhere on a trail. Just, you know, something as simple as that. Like, I think that, you know, one thing that I, I may catch some flack for this, but uh, one thing that I don't like about the outdoor industry as like, as a, like making money in the industry is that they, I feel like a lot of people in the outdoor space, they want to overcomplicate something to justify selling something, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I <laughs> yeah, if there's any outdoor people in here, especially if they work in the industry, they may not like that. But, um, but the the truth is, like catching a fish isn't that difficult. It's not yes. that hard. You take a hook. You take a. I'm gonna the very basics of fishing, right? Take a hook, take a bait. Uh, I mean, uh, of course, you need fishing line. You don't have. You don't necessarily need a fishing pole, but I mean, those come in handy <laughs> and in real. <laughs> Literally just throw it out there, man, and just like wait till something bites, like, or go to YouTube and look it up. I mean, I, I, like fishing and hunting has become such like a like almost like a 
like a science or something where they you think you need like the most expensive, the best products just to be able to go out into the outdoors and then to actually get results. But the truth is, yes, those things will bring a level of comfort and that's great if that's for yeah. you. They'll bring uh, perhaps better results and that's great as well, but they're not necessarily needed uh, to, to yeah. for you to be able to get out there and have fun. So I would say like, you know, a, a, just you look at some YouTube videos about you know, camping or hiking, whatever, get inspired a little bit, uh, see what it is that you connect with, and then just go and do it. And don't feel like you have to do it to the extent of, of, of X, Y, Z, like just go out, mm-hmm. just go out and, and do it and just have fun. Um, yeah. But uh, let's say that, so you're, you know, you did camping growing up and you're like, you know, I, I really enjoy the city life and I, I like the city life too. I, I enjoy both of them. I'm, I'm, I'm split. I enjoy both. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would say that, if you enjoy camping and that portion of being outdoors, but you also love the city life, man, the camping could be, it could be spending a dollar. It could be spending thousands of dollars. Like it depends on what you, what you want to do. If you want to go out there and get the most expensive, this and that, and and really live in luxury, but out in creation, you can do it. I mean, if you want to be in a camper that has air conditioning and heat and water (laughs) and a toilet and a shower and all the above, you can 100% do that and still get out and have fun. My wife, you know, she's not necessarily, she grew up in, uh, in Connecticut. Uh, she did grow up camping and that kind of stuff. So she she enjoys it, uh, some, but her level of camping is, is not necessarily the same as mine. Like she wants to, she wants to go. So if we're going to go camping, we're going to go in our camper that has the heat and it has, you know, it's a big camper and a toilet and a shower and, and all those things, refrigerator, stove, all that (laughs) stuff. And we're going to go, you know, camping uh, and stay at a at a um, rv resort or camp near the beach or or whatever and and we're gonna enjoy and have them all modern conveniences even yeah. the internet i mean we lived on a catamaran for a year and ran a business in the middle of, of the ocean so Dang. yeah and so that's you, oh sorry i was but, just gonna ask do you think yeah. that camping like or like glamping kind of sounds like what you're describing yeah, there at the yeah, end. yeah. Sure, for sure for sure do you think that takes away from you know connecting with creation and being able to you know connect with God that way and having those meaningful experiences, or do you feel like no, you can still have some of these modern advances and it's still a valuable experience? I mean, I don't know both, and uh, hmm. so, uh, no, I, I'm going to say no. I'm going yeah. to say there's there's not any difference. Um, uh, yeah. I, there, there definitely could be, but I'm going to say no. And, and here's the reason why: um, I've gone camping in a tent, and I've gone camping for months in a in a camper with my family. We each we had great time both both ways. We we, cool. we we were connected to either both way. Uh, we're connected to each other um, in both scenarios. Yeah. Uh, we've gone out on a small fishing boat for the day. We've lived on a boat for a year. <laughs> we we <laughs> like we we. I felt just as connected either way. Now, I mean, if you really got into it, uh, there probably could be maybe some some differences there. But honestly, I I would rather you be out in creation, be out in the outdoors uh, to the level of your comfort. Uh, than to not be out at all. And good point. That's yeah. worth it. Yeah, that's a really good point. So you're the second person to tell me this week that this they week. spent a year out at sea on a no boat. Way. Come on. Yeah, legit. Uh, my no my wife's un- uncle and aunt did it. Uh, they had, I think, a four year old and a two year old at the time. Um, that's so cool. And they just, you know, they were adventurous and, and went for it. Um, what prompted you to do that with, with your family and give us some details around it, man. That sounds pretty epic. <laughs> uh, I'm going to blame it on YouTube. <laughs> there's some, uh, there's some really cool, like, uh, sailing channels out there. Um, and 
And the more I watched the channels, the more I got inspired. I'm like, I'm like sneaking a little video to my wife. Hey, check out this video, you know, right. and like this like months before I even propose a question. Right. <laughs> and by the way, in order for us to make this possible, we had, we, we had to sell my wife's dream home, but she was, she was on board with it. And so we, wow. we, we, we did it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I just, uh, I got inspired by, by watching other families out there and I was like, Hey, I want, I want to give it a shot. And my experience of captaining a boat that big. So we had a catamaran, uh, it was a lagoon, uh, 42 feet. Uh, the beam was 27 feet, which is, which is, that's really big. Um, yeah. and, uh, it, uh, it had three bedrooms, three bathrooms, a living room. Like it was, Hokey, it, okay. yeah. So my experience of captaining a boat like that before I did it was 100% zero, wow. no experience at all. Like I growing up a bass boat, a ski boat that was about as big as I ever done. And then before we actually did it, we rented a um a sixty foot um houseboat uh on the St. John's River in Florida and had that for a few days. And oh, so that wow. was some good experience. And then I took some like you know I, I went uh, I did some U.S. Coast Guard uh, uh class to, to get some comfort levels there. And then I uh with my wife and I took a twin engines course um as well, which is basically uh, so the catamaran. There's two engines. So you can you can sell, but you can also just just cruise like you know like a, a boat. You know what I mean? Like you can just use the engines. And so, but there's two engines, and you can literally steer that without even using the steering wheel. You can just turn and all that with the the engines. Oh, so just learning how to maneuver and that kind of thing. But uh, and all, and then the last thing that I did, uh, the uh, I hired a a captain for three days to kind of teach us about the boat and take us out. Um, but I'll be honest with you, like he didn't do a good job <laughs> i didn't learn very much at all from, okay. from him um yeah so anyways the, I'm, i know other people that have much better experiences than we did but sure. it was literally just like like ripping the band-aid off buying the boat like learning how to youtube like i literally yeah. youtube I, I youtube my way to to owning and 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 literally traveling the in the atlantic ocean uh, with my family like the most thing so when it comes to being out on the water uh, you've got to understand weather, which I knew nothing about. So I had to learn okay. about how to understand weather and when to actually go out. It gets better to wait a week or, or two, even, uh, if, if you're able to, with, instead of going out when the, when the waters, like the waves are rough and stuff, like okay. your family will thank you, you will be happy. Like it's, it's just worth okay. it. Um, but the two, the, the, like the two, uh, worst things that can happen to you on a boat is, uh, number one, the worst is, uh, fire. And number two is taking on water, of which we experienced both. No way. We did. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we we had we had just gotten to the Bahamas, and uh, and uh, we were hooking up at a marina that night, and uh, we had electrical fire. Um, wow. Uh, by the grace of God, like he contained it, and it it kind of put itself out, but it was still sparking. So I unloaded two two uh, fire extinguishers on it just to like just to make sure and yeah. then once i figured out what was going on I, I disconnected the wires um which again i knew i'm not an electrician i don't know what i'm doing i'm trying to figure this right. stuff out right. uh and so and then on top of that the boat uh in the in the starboard engine compartment we had two big diesel engines and uh that starboard hole in the engine compartment started taking on water and oh, so wow. I, I had to start waking up every like three hours to pump the water out with the, this this bilge thing bilge pump that I had, um, so we we, oh we got it gosh. anyways we, we, we got it fixed um, and and the like the the electrical wire stuff fixed uh, by an actual electrician in the Bahamas and and the same thing with um with the the engine leaking in the engine compartment but yeah 
That's I learned cool. all that on the fly. <laughs> so what in, what inspired you and your wife? Like it sounds like your wife in particular had to make a pretty big sacrifice, and I have to yeah. imagine this was more your idea than it was hers. <laughs> yep. what, what what made you guys eventually pull the trigger and decide? Yeah, we're gonna. And did you just have the two children? Is this when you had all the foster kids? Oh no, or no, we just the one. Yeah, we son? definitely could have done that then. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, but but yeah, just our kiddos. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you know, we 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 both have an adventurous spirit. Um, for sure, we 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 you know we we love um just I mean just going on like even as just going to the beach and staying in a hotel like we just love being out there and doing things like that and yeah. and so you know I should I uh my wife was watching the videos with me and she got inspired and 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 we we're like let's do it and and so we just we just made the leap and we just we did it and we before we did you know we we determined how we're going to run our business uh, from afar and that kind of thing yeah so we, we yeah so we we figured that out uh, beforehand. Uh, and then we just said, you know, let's just go for it. I mean, you know, we uh, we're only going to live once. And, and and another thing that that was um, was really uh, important to me. I, I mentioned this earlier a little bit, but uh, I wanted to see what it would be like with us not being in uh, not being impacted by outside influences included in our kids. Like like who you know, because we don't realize it, but we see ads all the time. We watch videos. We listen to podcasts, whatever, and we're we're impacted by these things mm-hmm. um it you know what does it look like to get our kids um uh not around other kids and let them just be who they are yeah. not saying you know i want to wear this shirt because john wears this shirt or because yeah. jill wears this shirt or whatever um yeah. and it's pretty neat like you you yeah you, you do you, you yeah I, I mean you you become i guess more of kind of who you are because you're not really thinking about those things um yeah 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 so yeah, I I mean I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because I think, um, I think people are longing for that you know like the separation from technology, and it's something that like we only have case studies like there's like so few people in the world who don't have this attachment to technology and this dependency on it. What did you observe in your kids and maybe even in yourselves from just not being so consumed by, you know, all the tech and internet and all that stuff? You know, uh, so we we I mean. We had that we had internet because our businesses yeah, are online business, businesses. So so we had to have it and, and that was kind of at the beginning when Starlink was coming out, but it wasn't really working yeah. out in the ocean so much. Um but uh but I, I would say that um yeah, I mean you just like I don't know, you, you just you, you all of a sudden have the freedom to just to just choose and, and to do things that you feel like doing that day without thinking I don't know, it's 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 a good question. It's it's a hard one for me to answer, but yeah um yeah, I mean, I, I guess just freedom would be the word to say. You, yeah. you get a sense of freedom that you haven't experienced before. Yes. Um, but I do want to. I want to give the caveat of that it was very. It was actually very challenging um, oh, because sure. we went from yeah. living in a, in a pretty big home to living in you know a, a which was a good size for a boat, but you're still it's small, and you're together like this. You know, you're, you're and if you can't see what I'm doing, I'm holding my hands together, clasping them together. Uh, and you know, you don't get, you know, sometimes it's nice to have the, that breathing room, you know, for yeah. uh, just a, a husband and the wife and not the kids, but we didn't necessarily have that for, for, you know, for roughly a year. And so there was some you know, tension that happened occasionally and that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, but, you know, did it negate all the other amazing, beautiful experiences and conversations and, and no, not at all, of course. Yeah. Um, but, but I just yeah. wanted to make sure that it wasn't like, 
all roses <laughs> and like this this amazing experience i mean a fire taking on water oh um, dude like, i can only imagine yeah like you yeah. said you're at the mercy of weather and storms and you've got to learn all that stuff oh yeah and i made the mistake of going out the first time yeah exactly all that stuff going out the first time thinking i knew what i was doing with the weather and we got caught in these massive waves and my wife was like if that is if that is living on a boat i'm done and that was like right, the first yeah. time we went out <laughs> so i was like wow oh, no. okay, i've got i've got to learn my stuff and and i figured it out it's a pretty simple little formula but i i figured it out on on when the best days are to go out <laughs> right yeah it's crazy man crazy so you mentioned earlier the tagline for live outfitters is to awaken your outdoor legacy and I'd love to hear you just comment on what that means. Like um, if somebody has successfully built an outdoor legacy, what does that look like or what does that mean to you? I think it, I think it means uh, it, it's, it's internally uh, for each individual family. Like what, it, what that means to you is determined by you. Mm-hmm. But I would say that uh, awakening your outdoor legacy is you tapping into who God made us uh, to be, to be out in his creation and to enjoying it. Uh, and it can be, again, on any level. It doesn't have to be this, you know, living on a boat for a year or uh, even, like I said earlier, hunting or fishing. Like if you just like to to go out and go for a walk, then just go out for a walk and and, and get out there and and be out in creation. And, and then when you do that, uh, and maybe it is fishing, you know, or maybe it is uh, camping. When you're doing those things, um, you're you're creating um you're creating a, kind of a tradition that exists within the family you know if you're single then it's you know something that one day when you get married maybe your wife and your kiddos are going to do that with you but you're creating these these uh opportunities for special memories and moments and for connection with the creator and um and then you know my hope is that you take that that enjoyment and you pass it along to your friends or to your family and your kids and then they continue that for years on end and i honestly believe that if if people were to get into the outdoors um no better no matter how big or small uh the world would be a better place uh, i truly do when you can get away from some of the distractions even for it's like an hour two hours a few hours a month whatever yeah uh, your life will be um impacted in any positive way i feel so confident with that oh yeah yeah for sure and the, you know the other thing that we haven't even really talked about is just the fact that um you know the so many traditions and stuff can get built around this as well like like an annual family camping trip or an annual hunting trip with your kid and the kind of impact that can have, you know, over multi-generations is really, really cool. It is. Um, so I, I love that, man. I love the family integration here with what you guys are doing. Um, for people who f- want to find out more about what you're up to, Zan, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, well, so uh, I've got a couple of things uh, where my my focus is at the moment. And, of course, number one is is Live Outfitters. Um, it's You can go to just uh, and type in www.liveoutfitters.com. Um, for some reason right now, there's an issue with, uh, going to our website. If you're in the, the Google Chrome browser, if you don't type in the www dot for some reason, it, it won't, I, we don't know what's going on. We're trying to figure it out, but, but just okay. go to liveoutfitters.com. Also, if you go into your app store, I don't care if you have an iPhone or Android phone, uh, just type in live outfitters. Uh, you'll see, our, you'll see the icon. It's a yellow and red icon. Download that. You can watch our live shows as of right now. We go live every uh, Tuesday, which uh, today is Tuesday, so I'm going to be going live tonight. But um, every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and we bring you different products every live. Um, again, and whether it's hunting or fishing, hiking, camping, boating, 
overlanding, anything outdoors related, we bring a new product. We demonstrate it. We see you come on. You ask us questions. We answer the questions. Um, and then if you feel compelled, you grab that product and then you use that to take you and actually pull you out into the outdoors. You know, if you buy it, you better use it. That's all, that's all I got to say. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that, that, that's my main focus right now. Um, at the same time, uh, I'm working with the, uh, you know, JJ from the King's Brotherhood. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's such an amazing guy. Uh, we've, um, we've got this uh, new concept uh, that's called, uh, it's a fill me up cup. Okay. And uh, this this totally happened by accident, uh, but uh, and it, it and it's not even quite ready yet. Maybe by the time this airs, the website will be up. But it's just uh, fillmeupcup.com, uh, okay. fillmeupcup.com. And uh, the concept behind that is that uh, I just uh, I I got these custom these coffee mugs made, and it has like our name on it and that kind of thing. And I got to where I would I would pick up my so I would pick up Cullen's my son's cup. And I would fill it up with coffee, and then I would pray over him for that day as I'm going throughout my day. And then the next day, oh, I would pick cool. up my 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 daughter or my 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 wife, which my wife's name is Jen. I'd pick up her cup, and I'd be like, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm drinking out of her cup today." So I just would be reminded to pray over her all that day. And then uh, when when JJ saw me post that in in the Brotherhood group. He's like he like went crazy. He like threw away all his other coffee mugs, and he bought like sixteen <laughs> custom mugs and like for but not not for his family, for some friends, for uh, his business, and it just gives you a chance to enjoy your coffee like you normally do, and and be reminded to pray over that person or your business or whatever for that day. Mm, and so yeah, that's so that's good. the focus of a fill me up cup. Oh, dude, that's cool. I didn't even know you guys were up to that. So we'll put yeah. all those links in the show notes, man. It's really really good stuff. You guys are doing cool. a good thing. Um, and in the meantime, Zan, thanks for your time today, man. This is awesome. Man, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, there you have it. My interview with Zan Spencer. Uh, love that guy. Love the message. And uh, as you could tell, especially when I was starting to rattle off those hunting details where it's very clear I know nothing, um, I really enjoyed just the challenge, you know, to get outdoors. This is something that I need on a regular basis. So make sure you go check their stuff out. And I, I would say, you know, whether you just want to get into it or if you are a little bit more advanced, um, I think he's got some really good stuff going on in his store. And if you are looking for some more nuts and bolts to specifically quit pornography, I'd love to invite you to check out my program, Deep Clean. Uh, we are the most comprehensive solution in the market for helping guys get to the roots of their problem. And we're kind of a, a one-stop shop. You get lifetime access to our, our system, our community, and then we do uh, you know group coaching, one-on-one coaching. Uh, everything that you can imagine is all packed in there uh, to basically stack the odds in your favor to make a lasting recovery. And so if that's something you're interested in, there's a link in the show notes to book a call with my team and to see if we're a good fit for you. In the meantime, guys... Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share this with someone, especially if you've got that rugged buddy that loves the outdoors and loves Jesus. He will eat this content up. Make sure you spread the word. In the meantime, much love. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. 
First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.